Hello again, and happy Friday to you. This is another bonus episode of the Friend of God podcast. The messages here are still from Friendship Baptist Church located in Sturgis, Mississippi, but they are from evening and special services throughout the year. You will hear mostly from Pastor Jeremy, but you'll also be hearing from other staff members and guests from time to time. Without any further delay, let's go right to the message. Enjoy. Second Peter chapter 2, we're going to look at the rise of false prophets. Now, in a day and a time where it's easy to turn on a computer, turn on a device, Google everything, find everything that's out there, we have to monitor the sources and the resources that are available to us. Not everything you search and find is the gospel truth. In fact, there are so many people out there perpetuating that they are, in fact, being led or fed by this gospel that in fact they are not led and fed by anything other than their own means or their own gain. So the rise of false prophets is something that we even see. And the differentiation of what makes them a false prophet versus someone that is ordained by God is false means that those are not being moved by the Holy Ghost. It means that those that are not being spoken to, directly guided and governed by God's Word, by Himself through, through Scripture, but also through prayer, allowing for that to speak truth. And so verses 1 through 3 in chapter 2 of Second Peter really bring, in, bring this into light. It says, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there was also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the Master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. So how do you tell the difference between How do you discern the difference of these that are authentic or those that are false prophets in this? So scripture is one way you can look at this. You have to look at the original context, meaning who was it written to, what time period was it written to, the original audience, what was going on, the context, and the land and the people it was for. And can it be applicable to me or teach me something? The, the Word of God can never say what it wasn't meant to say. So you have to understand where it's coming from and the people it's speaking to. Secondly, Scripture will never contradict itself. Not everything available today, as we understand it, is God-led and ordained. So be cautious when seeking and do your homework. In other words, look at and look back to God's Word when you are seeing all of this, just this inundated with all of these resources and all of these things that claim to be a word from God, however, are not scripturally backed. Thirdly, strengthen your daily relationship with God so that you will know His voice. It's so important today that you and I are spending Daily quiet time with God Almighty. And during a time like this, it might seem like quiet time is at a 
a treasured moment that is never going to happen or a quiet time is a difficult thing to have. But we spend time with God in quiet, and that is our time where we pray hard. We pray for our neighbors, those that don't know Christ. We pray for our children and our families. We pray for ourselves. And what are we praying for? We're praying for God's will to be done, but that God might bring clarity to that which is misunderstood or that which is is given to us, that he might make clear his path and his way. And part of that, spending daily time with him and strengthening that relationship is so that you will be able to discern his still small voice amidst all what's being put out there in the world today. There are people that are contradictory. There are people that are false prophets. There are people that are trying to malign or twist or move or divert what Scripture is supposed to be. And there are many that, that will take Scripture from all over the Bible and try to make it fit whatever they want. But the truth of the matter is the Word of God says what it says, and it speaks to a particular audience that it was written for during a particular time. However, it has subject matter that is pertaining to us today. In the midst of this, we have to understand and discern as, as, as he's saying to the audience here in, in verse 2, these seemingly are people that know better, that should be living according to the way that he has set forth in Jesus Christ. But in living in such a way, they are denying their master. And the reality behind this is you and I cannot serve two masters. That means either something's ruling our life or someone's ruling our life other than Jesus or either it's Jesus. It can't be both and. This is not a multiple choice test. This is not a, well, I feel like this. It's not about how you feel. It's about who Jesus is and what he did in our life. So either you call him and live as if he's master of your life or you don't. There's no scenario where being a double-minded person is profitable for the gospel of Jesus Christ. It only leads to destruction. And it only leads to self-fulfillment and our reward or the reward of those who follow in that way is already given to them. Their way of life and the things that they attain, which are temporary, their following of Satan and the way that he twists and leads in this world and leading others to do the same is something that we will have to deal with when it's brought before him. But in looking at the world around us and seeing the destruction of people's sinfulness and seeing that people are constantly engaging in these things. And these are not only Christian believers that are engaging in things they ought not engage in. These are people that are looking at them and saying, if that is a Christian believer, I don't want to engage or involve in that. And I certainly don't want to follow the person they believe in. So first and foremost, you have to, you have to notice and, and take a look at who these false prophets are and discern with God's word and his leadership in your life. Secondly, God won't stand for this. You say, well, pastor, doesn't everybody know of all what's going on is either right or wrong? There's a lot that do, and there's a lot that choose to live according to God's way. 
But understand this, God will not stand for such abhorrent living as he's having and seeing in this time that the Bible's written, in this time that the second Peter is written, in this time that we live, he will not stand for this. Verse 4 says this, For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to the pits of darkness reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, and if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destructions by reducing them to ashes, but having made them an example to those who would live ungodly lives thereafter, and if he rescued righteous light and oppressed by the sensual conduct of unprincipled man, for by what he saw... And heard that righteous man, while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day by their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from the temptation and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who indulge in the flesh and in its corrupt desires and despise authority. See, God will not stand for this. And he will not spare those who live in an unrighteous manner. Those that engage in such things, God will take care of them. You and I just need to live according to the word of God and live in an authentic manner worthy of that gospel calling. He will take care of those who choose to say and live double-minded or choose to, to just reject him. He will take care of it. So for us who call ourselves Christian believers, God fights for us. We just need to trust through faith. So maybe you're dealing with someone who's like a Pharisee that questions everything. God helps us through the Holy Spirit defend our faith. Maybe you're one who's right now feeling like you are drowning He calms the waves and the storms. That's what my God does. Maybe in your life you're dealing with what you don't have and longing for Him to provide. I think back to the fish and loaves, and I think back to a God who provides. And when we are tempted, as Jesus Christ was even tempted, we know that He delivers us. So tell me what my God can't do in such a time as this where we're dealing with a pandemic in society and people have seemingly lost their mind. God can quiet the storm. God can deliver us. God helps us be able to defend our faith. And he provides every single time. Every single time we need him, he provides He provides for us in such innumerable ways. Verse 9, the first part of verse 9 said it like this, that He is our rescuer. Now, maybe you felt like I have some days. You felt like you were just overwhelmed by this life. We need to understand that that there's nothing that's going to be able to help us. Not one single thing except for Him. When you understand 
and where so many people are in life, when they understand, when they hit rock bottom, when they fully develop the understanding of how weak they are, they begin to fully understand how strong he is. So he is our rescuer. He rescues us from false teachers, from bad practices and destruction. And we're reminded even, even in those false teachers that even Satan knows Scripture and how to twist it, y'all. But also for the godly, he promises that he will deliver us. Even as Lot was during the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, he will deliver us. So is there any hope of rescue? An illustration was given about this subject. It goes like this. It says, someone has said that if you could convince a man there was no hope, he would curse the day he was born. Hope is an indispensable quality of life. Now, years ago, the S-4 submarine was rammed by another ship and quickly sank. The entire crew was trapped in its prison house of death. Ships rushed to the scene of the disaster off the coast of Massachusetts. We don't know what took place down in the sunken submarine, but we can be sure that the man clung bravely to life as the oxygen slowly gave out. A diver placed his helmeted ear to the side of the vessel and listened. He heard a tapping noise. Someone, he learned, was tapping out a question in the dots and the dashes of Morse code. The question came slowly. The question was, is there any hope? And for us today, in the here and now, this seems to be the cry of humanity. Is there any hope? There is hope indeed, and it is the basis of all human existence. And it is in the first and foremost in Christ, in Him alone. So in this life, we face all things. But we are not alone. The Lord is the judge, and He knows such atrocities are happening. And He is fighting in a world that is being deceived by so many things by the lusts of this world, by those who are seeking so many things that, that God has said, you know, just come unto me and seek after my heart and let my heart be your heart. There are so many that are engaging in so many different practices in the hearing now. So we begin to unpack such things. It says this, and in the second half of, of verse 10, it says, Daring, self-willed, they do not tremble when they revile angelic majesties, whereas angels who are greater in might and power do not bring a reviling judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like unreasoning animals, born as creatures of instinct to be captured and killed, reviling where they have no knowledge, and in the destruction of those creatures to be destroyed, suffering wrong as the wages of doing wrong, they count it a pleasure to reveal in the daytime. They are stains and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions, and they carouse with you, having eyes full of adultery that never cease from sin, enticing unstable souls, having a heart trained in greed, accursed children, forsaking the right way they have gone astray, having followed the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but he received a rebuke for his own transgression, for a mute donkey, 
speaking with a voice of man, restrained the madness of the prophet. These are the springs without water and mist driven back by a storm for whom the black darkness has been reserved. For speaking out arrogant words of vanity, they entice by fleshly desires, by sensuality, those who barely escape from the ones who live in error, promising them freedom while they themselves enslave them of corruption. For by what a man is overcome, by this he is enslaved. So there are so many that are, that are falsely leading people in a manner and causing them to accept things that are not acceptable by God. In other words, they're engaging in these practices that are very much worldly, that are leading them further and further down a path of destruction toward hell itself, and they are covering it in a manner that is, that is holy, but it very much is not holy. They, they are essentially are, are leading in such a manner that they are corrupting those around them and making them a slave of these sins and ways of life that are not godly, not God-led, because it's about leading them away from God. Verse 20 helps us understand that the only escape in this life, the only escape that you have, that I have, that these people here today have, and that anyone has to come, is in Jesus. Verse 20 says, For if, after they escape the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and are overcome, the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it and turn away from the holy commandment handed to them." It has happened to them, according to the proverb, the true proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit, and a sow after washing to the wallowing in its mire. So we see there's these that found their hope, their inescapability, and their sin, and therefore their destruction. And what they are justly do is hell itself. And so they continue wallowing and staying in this path. But I tell you on this day, just as there are people who are false teachers, there is a definitive, absolute truth. And that truth is found in the truth of Scripture, in the truth of who Jesus Christ really was, in an authentic understanding of what faith really is, and a discernible voice of a master that is not of this world. See, Jesus came... And reached so many people. But he did not compromise what the Father sent him for. In fact, he spent so much time in prayer. That he was led to live in such a manner to which he was willing to die for. You look at Paul who was unwilling to compromise his faith. When Christ entered his life, it forever changed him. It took him from a lover of self and trying to get so many outward accolades by friends and others to accept him, to he only wanted to live for God and was willing to go to the places that were hostile against Christians for Christ's sake and for his kingdom's sake. So unpacking this for our time, we need to understand the voice that we listen to. We need to understand our source for knowledge and understanding. 
We need to understand God's voice in the midst of so many false teachers in this world that try to tell us that it's Scripture, and it sounds good, and it's almost like Scripture, but just like something that's counterfeit, it's not exactly an authentic version of who He is. And maybe, hook, line, and sinker, you bought into some of these well-meaning people, or should I say, those people that aim to deceive you, and maybe you've bought into all of these things because they sound a lot like they ought to be scriptural, but they're definitively leading you in a path of destruction. And there are so many people that look at culture today, and they say, look at all the things going on in culture. But yet they're afraid to speak out, utilizing the truths of God. And there's so many people that are accepting the sinful way of life that this world is, is, is offering, the continuous carousel of what's right and what's wrong today and how we might hurt somebody's feelings or not. But I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you the truth, even when nobody else is seemingly going to tell you the truth. And God's Word is going to speak to you an absolute truth. When everything around you seems to change, God's Word is constant, for He never changes. God is the same today, yesterday, and in the future, He'll be the same too. So in a world where everything is changing and everything's up in the air, hold on to the anchor of truth, the source of truth. In such a time where there are so many that are leading people astray, don't buy into it. Follow the one true God who sent His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And see, the reality, the example that is given throughout the Bible that it's a sheep and a shepherd, right? And so what happens is this, is that the more time the sheep spends with the shepherd, the more that sheep is aware that the shepherd is going to protect. The more time that the sheep spends with the shepherd, the more tender care that the shepherd can provide for, for that sheep. The more time that the sheep is with the shepherd, the more that he is able to do. And I tell you, you might feel as lost as the parable says. Maybe you're that, that sheep that's gone astray. But you need to be reminded even on today that he left the 99 to find that one that he might redeem. You might be that one today that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Or maybe you think you've had a relationship with Jesus Christ, but it's not real and authentic because there's nothing that's changed in your life. You might have walked down an aisle. You might have said a prayer or went through waters. But the Christ that I know and the Christ in the Scriptures is not the Christ that you believe in. So maybe today you need to acknowledge Him in a real and true way. And maybe you need to let this day be the day that everything changes for you. Because there's no denying that when Christ speaks... Christ moves in our lives when we listen. But you've got to know. You've got to be able to hear Him. Because the crowd in the world around us is getting louder and louder. But Christ in the midst of it is trying to tell you how much He loves you. How much He cares for you.
how much he wants you to come home, how much he wants you to know him and what he's willing to do for you. But you have to acknowledge him. You have to come to him. You have to understand that your hope is not going to be found in anything else but Christ. Christ is that way, that truth and the life. You'll find no hope in this world except for him. So why don't you come? Why don't you trust in him? Why don't you acknowledge him this day? Father God, we come to you in such a time as this where the world around us seems to bring more questions than answers, God. The only certainty that we can hold on to, the only anchor that we have is you. God, you give us a clarity in this world, a strength in this world, an understanding in this world to be able to tell those that are false leaders, those that are deceivers, those that try to twist the word of God. And you help us to see the truth. And you help us to see them who they are, for who they are. Father God, their reward is already there. Their destruction is ahead of them. But Father God, where you truly save somebody, God, you govern and direct. God, we need you every day during a time of pandemic around us where there's every bit of uncertainty. God, you are the anchor. God, you are what holds our head above water. God, you are our refuge amidst all things. So God, bring clarity to people's life. God, bring certainty and assurance to people's relationship with you, God. And if there is someone who absolutely doesn't have that assurance, it's never, ever too late to acknowledge you as Lord and Savior. God, I pray that you understand that there are so many in hurt and need right now that need you, God. And that those who are hearing this understand that, God, you are that hope and you will meet them in the midst of where they are right here and right now. But they've got to call out to you. They've got to confess their sin before you. They've got to be able to say these things that they might have all of you. God, that you might cleanse them and change their hearts and lives. Heavenly Father, there might be a number that are hearing this right now that are good at acting as if they believe, but yet don't have a right relationship with you. Maybe they said a prayer one time. Maybe they walked down an aisle or even was baptized, but yet they don't have a relationship with you, the one true God. Heavenly Father, I pray that they will come back to you, that they will understand their true love is only in you, that they will find nothing in this world that parallels with what you offer. Father God, I pray that there are those who come to this knowledge of you, this saving knowledge of you before it's ever too late. On this day, wherever they are, God, I pray they know they can call on you and you are mighty to save. And in this time, you bring hope. It's in that mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Friday bonus episode of the Friend of God podcast. We know that your time is the most valuable commodity that you possess, and we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you'd like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fbcms. Both links can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review of our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would go as far as to share it with others, we will be eternally grateful. 
We pray that you have a God-filled weekend, and remember, love God, love people, and reach the world.